Welcome to the Lighter Church Podcast. Lighting the people to light the world through the knowledge of Christ. Visit www.tlc.net.ng and share the gospel of Christ today. The ways of God is past finding out. It's when we see the revelation that we announce, oh yes, this is what God is actually, no wonder God did this. And I want to let you know that the enemy has failed in your lives. And so I decree that every agent of the devil, human or spiritual, that have been working to affect the revealing of the glory of God in your life this year shall be confounded and shall be destroyed. I further decree that every instrument of the devil positioned to affect what God has planned for you this year shall remain destroyed today. I so further decree that from this month, January, you shall begin to see the glory of God revealed in your lives. I am saying from this month, from this month, from this month, from this month, from January, from this month, you shall begin to see the glory of the Lord revealed in your lives. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I so further decree that throughout this year, every month of this year, you shall see the fullness of the glory of God in your lives and in everything that concerns you. In your businesses, in your careers, in your marriages, in the life of your children, in everything that has to do with life, everything that has to do with who you are, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all the promises of God for you shall have manifestation this year. Starting from this morning, we shall begin to celebrate your testimonies. Celebrate your victory. Celebrate your promotion. Celebrate your dominion. Celebrate your increase. Celebrate your blessing. Celebrate your greatness. In the name of Jesus. I so further decree that the Lord will advertise his power and his glory through you this year. You will be an instrument of advertisement of the power of God. You'll be an instrument of advertisement of the glory of God. And somebody will say, what is happening to this brother? What is happening to this sister? Somebody else will say, that is the glory of God revealed. That is the glory of God revealed. That is the glory of God revealed. People will understand what the glory of God means through you. And it's happening now. I say it's happening now. I say it's happening now. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so shall it be. In Jesus' name we have confessed. And in Jesus' name we have believed. And in Jesus' name it shall be manifested. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. What an awesome promise. God is so faithful. 
Hallelujah. One more time, I welcome you to this glorious service. I know very well the Holy Spirit came in here before each and every one of us getting ready and got ready for our blessings. Hallelujah. Got ready for our blessings. Something he will impart into us that we are going to go home with smiling and laughing and dancing and rejoicing. Something that the world will see and know that you came into the church and had an encounter with the Lord. Hallelujah. In keeping with our tradition as a church, we normally use this first month, month of January of every year to remind ourselves of the vision of the church. And this came from the inspiration in Habakkuk 2, verse number 2, where the Bible says, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. The inspiration to publish this cause, do exposition, do explanation of our vision as a church came from the inspiration that we got from the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse number 2. Write the vision, meaning before you write the vision, you must have a vision. So if you have a vision, you must write the vision. And it's not just for you to write it, you write it and make it plain, make it understandable and put it on tables where people can read it, understand it, that the person that reads it and do understand it will be able to run with it. We'll be able to do what? To run with it. To believe it. To work with it. To be a part of it. To achieve success through it. That is the whole essence. God wants people that are under any vision to understand that vision and understand it well enough to run with the vision and be blessed through the vision. So it's not reputation. It's not for lack of what to preach. But the fact is that we need to keep putting ourselves in remembrance so we get used to it. And people come in that were not here last year, they need to also know about it. For you that have been here all along, you need to be reminded of it. And so that you can run with it. It's just like giving you promise. The promise comes every week. And the whole idea is for you to hold on to the promise, believe it, confess it, trust God for it, and run with it through the week. Let it become your word. And so it is for the promise of every year. The whole idea is for you to believe God, that he has declared it, trust him, to bring it to pass in your life, confess it, and um, meditate on the word, and expect the manifestation in your lives. So it is with the bigger vision of the church. You are expected to know it, understand it. 
and also be a part of it and believe God that the vision will impact your life as you're part of the vision. By vision, I mean the purpose of God for the church. What the Lord proposed to achieve in the life of the people in the church. What the Lord gave me as the visioner and asked me to watch out for that I will see it in the life of the people he will give to me to be ministering to. So if the Lord has said that to me, I need to say it to you constantly so you know what I'm expecting in your life. You know what God is expecting in your life. You know what you should become and where you are going to. So you'll be happy and comfortable with it. By vision, I mean what God set the church up to achieve for him. We mean our assignment that makes us unique. That makes us be who we are. That makes us different somewhat from other churches. As per the emphasis of God for our church, our ministry and our commission. It means God's focus for the church that drives and directs the church. It further means what God wants to achieve for his kingdom through the church. What God wants to achieve for his kingdom on earth through the lighted church, through your church. I have always said that no matter how close the vision of two churches might be, the emphasis of God in the various churches are just never the same. No two churches are ever exactly the same. As long as you take the name, take the umbrella, take the vision, is never the same. Even when somebody springs off from the church, a part of the church, and God called him and commissioned him to go and start his own church for him and his own ministry. Check. It's never a duplicate of the church the person is coming from. Because the truth is that even as our faces are different, so are we different, and God's assignment for us are different. And so we don't quarrel with that. We rejoice with that because that is the beauty of God, doing different things with different people at different times. So when you begin to copy a vision, then you are no more the visionaire. The one you are copying is the visionaire. So you need to identify who you are, what God has said to you. Believe it, trust God for it, work with it, and see you manifest the will of God for you. 
So we never believe that no any two church or any two churches are ever the same. Because there are no two human beings that are exactly the same. Our purposes on earth are not exactly the same. And also how to achieve our purposes on earth are not exactly the same. That is how vision of churches are. No matter how close, there must be some differences, at least in the area of emphasis. What the church emphasizes on. And so you need to understand what our emphasis is and align yourself to the emphasis because that is the real secret of the vision of the church. I therefore believe that it is important to note that you must try to understand the vision of your church. Because somebody will ask you, somebody that knows about vision of churches, I say, what church do you attend? The lighted church. What's the vision of the church? Um, vision? Say church. Vision. How? I tell you, when you close from service, ask a couple of your friends who attend different churches. They might not know. They don't know. They don't understand. Most of them don't even understand what vision is because they are not told. Not because the visioner doesn't have a vision, but he has not taken time painstakingly to do what we are doing to illuminate the life of our people with the knowledge of the vision that God has given to us. You must try to understand the vision of your church because the more you understand the vision of your church, the more you fit into the church. And the more you fit into the church, the more you draw grace from the church. And the more you draw grace from the church, the more you locate your place or purpose in the church. And the more you locate your place or purpose in the church, the more you find fulfillment in the church. And the more you are blessed in the church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Evidently, Understanding and working with the vision is very key to our full integration to the church and your full manifestation of the purpose of God for the church. And it helps give you a purpose to be in the church. And it makes you be a part of the church indeed. And this helps you to see the church as personal to you. You'll be proud to say, my church. Because you're part of the church. Not that you attend the church. My church. Because you're well integrated into the church. You are fused into the vision. You're part of the vision. You are running with the vision. You understand the vision. You're getting blessed by the vision. And it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of your life. When you begin to address the church as very personal to you because you have already become one and the same with the church. 
And that means you have positioned yourself to draw from the blessing of the church. From the blessing that God has made for the church. Therefore, it is very necessary to understand the vision of your church if you really want to be blessed in the church. Where you are rooted and grounded in the church. Where you cannot easily be pulled out. You know, one of the reasons why people change church with the slightest offense is because they are not part of that church. If you are part of a family, no matter what your brother or sister or father or mother says to you, you cannot just say, I jump out of the family. I want to belong to another family. No, you don't. That's your family. You, they will do things that you don't like at times. They do things you like, but you hang out as family members. It's where you know to be home to you. It's where God has brought you and placed you for a purpose. And so when you join a commission, if you are here new, you just try to find the way you integrate into the commission to be a part of the commission so that it becomes a part of you. Then, of course, you begin to draw virtue and blessings from the church. Then it becomes a family to you. Where you rightly call somebody my brother, my sister, and mean it from your heart because you belong to the same family. There is a common umbrella that covers you. Common grace that you walk with. Common expectation that you have in your mind. Common purpose that you want to achieve for God and with God. So you are blessed in a place where you have taken root in. Because that is where you spring forth fruit. The deeper the root, the stronger you are in the place. And the more productive you become. Because that is the way it goes. So for you to dig deep into this ministry, you need to be a part of the vision. And for you to be a part of the vision, you must understand the vision. For you to understand the vision, I must do what I am doing now. Praise the Lord. What is the vision summarized? Lighten the people to light the world through the knowledge of Christ. Lighten the people to light the world through the knowledge of Christ. And somebody look at it and say, it's so much of outside. What about me? Some visions run the house to be blessed. The gathering of champions. The gathering of fulfilled people. The making of leaders, that is how you see a lot of churches fashion their vision. Where they make heaven. And all manners of things, we don't quarrel with that. It depends on the inspiration God has given to you. But I didn't get the vision from the Lord to make people get excited. I got the, I got the vision for the Lord to make people have a purpose in life. So that their life has value. 
so that our life becomes meaningful, so that our life becomes an instrument for God to use to affect humanity. So that is how the vision came. Lighten the people to light the world through the knowledge of Christ. And so somebody said, where is my blessing in this vision? And that is why we need to write it and make it plain and explain it so that you understand it. So from the vision, the name of the church was derived. What was the name of this church? The Lighted Church. Praise the Lord. The name of the church is the Lighted Church. But we have a big ministry umbrella that covers the church and has other ministries under the church. What is the big umbrella that covers the church? The Light of the World Outreach Ministries. So the Light, the Lighted Church and the Light of the World Outreach Ministry that happens to be what we work with actually came from the exposition God gave me about who he has made me to be and who he has made everyone that has to be a part of me and this vision to be. The umbrella ministry came first. And so we have the church. We have other ministries under the, under the umbrella ministry. And so the umbrella ministry is simply saying that we are the light of the world outreach ministries. And so you can see that one word stands out clearly. And that word is light. It's what? It's light. And that's where the revelation is, and that's where the secret is, and that's where the power is, and that's where the glory is, and that's where the blessing is, and that's where Jesus walked with us to achieve his purpose regarding the ministry, light. And to have a better understanding of light and how it relates to us as Christians, I would like us to turn our Bibles to the book of John, chapter number 1, I will read from verse 1 to verse 9. That is where the core revelation came from. John chapter number 1, I will read from verse 1 to verse number 9. I would like us, each and every one of us, to be there before I read. Are we all there now? If you're there, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I read. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light 
of men. Take particular note of verse 4, which I will read again. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth. Take note of this also. The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The light went to shine into darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. Verse 6 now said, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse 9. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. Verse 9 again. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. If you answer this question correctly, I don't need to continue. But if I see that you didn't answer it very correctly, then I continue. Who is this light that is being described here in the Bible? Jesus Christ. That's fine. So by the time you continue, you will begin to see that that light became flesh and it dwell among men. And that light is the one that we know to be Jesus Christ. And that is what the word of God is saying, that he is the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He happens to be that light that shined in darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. So he came to deal with darkness as a shineless light in darkness. And the darkness could not comprehend the power of that light. Meaning that before he came, there was darkness in the face of the earth. And for that darkness to have illumination, to have light, he had to come. And he had to shine his light in that darkness. And he would despise or he despised the darkness and made darkness of no effect. The darkness became powerless. And it became the true light that light up people so that they can come out from darkness into the marvelous light of God. And that was a complete, or that is a complete description of Jesus Christ. Complete description of Jesus Christ. The word of God that became flesh, that dwell among men. That's his complete description that he is the light of the world. The Bible said the true light. But then, that Jesus himself, that same light himself said in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 14. Matthew chapter 5, Verse number 14, that same light, the true light, 
that came on an assignment to light up the world and disperse darkness in the life of people. Said in Matthew 5.14, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. I would like to have an answer to this question. Who is Jesus talking about here? Praise the Lord. Well, for a, a clearer understanding to dot the, or to line up the dot very well, at this particular point in time, Jesus was actually talking to his disciples. At this particular point in time, Jesus was letting those that were following him that you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. But those that were following him began to grow by way of evangelism, by way of touching of life, and eventually came to us and we became disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. So what he was saying to the 12 at that particular point in time automatically becomes what he's saying to us. That we are the light of the world. And so by the time you understand it to that much, you can say, but that is for every disciple, every Christian, Every child of God, that is so true. But it's also very true that it is not also every disciple, every child of God in this present time that do understand that they are the light of the world. And it's not every church that the Lord has given to that as an inspiration. Among every other thing Jesus has spoken as a way of emphasizing what the purpose of Jesus is for the church. And so for the lighter church, he brought this word out of the scripture, put it inside of us and said, this scripture that supposedly is for every Christian is now purposely made for you as a vision for you to understand it and run with it and make yourself available as the light of the world that I have actually made you to be. And so... In verse 16 of that chapter number 5, it gets a little more personal and it said, Let your light so shine before men. He now became an assignment. It was not just saying, You are the light of the world. And I said, If you are actually the light of the world, I am saying to you that you should let your light so shine before men that they may see your own good works. No, that they may see. Your own good works, not all, not just perfectly so. That they may see your own good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It's not that they will see your good works and the glory go to you and the honor go to you. You are doing well, your work is beautiful, that is fine. That is not why you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world that they will see the good works they are doing and then they will not turn to God and glorify him 
Because of you, because of you, because of what you are doing, because of the way you have manifested. They look at you and they turn to God and say, God, you are wonderful. Why they say you are wonderful? Because they have seen you. And they have seen the way you have translated and transformed. And they have seen the way you have imparted the lives of people and imparted the world. And somebody said, from what I'm seeing in the life of this man, God, I just glorify you. You are walking indeed. You are such an awesome God. You are such a marvelous God. And so the glory now goes to him through your good works. Are you understanding the emphasis on your responsibility now? Your life is designed, ab initio, to glorify God. To do what? To glorify God. If God must be glorified on earth, then you must be available to take your place. And so people will begin to glorify God. That also simply means if he calls you the light of the world, what it simply means is that what he is, he has made you to be. If he says he is the light of the world, he is the true light of the world, and himself said, you are the light of the world, it's also saying, it's also saying that who I am, I've also made you to be. What I am, I've also made you to be. The grace that works in me, I've also imparted into you, so that what I did, you will also do. So, you became an extended hand of Jesus Christ in the face of the earth as the light of the world. Am I understood? Now, let's dig deep into the revelation. John chapter 1 verse 4. In him, that him you know is Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men. Meaning that in Jesus Christ was life. And that life of Jesus happens to be the light of men. And if he has made you to be who he is, it simply means that in you there is life. Are you alive today? And your life is also the light of men. If he's the light of the world and he calls you the light of the world and the Bible is saying, in him there is life. And his life is the light of men. It directly means that in you that he has called the light is also life. And your own personal life is designed to be the light of man. Is that clear enough? Is that clear enough? So in his life was the source of life and light of man. Meaning that man were in darkness till he brought life to man through his light. 
His life remained the source of light for anyone on the face of the earth. When you know Jesus, and when you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you have life. He came in that you might have life and have it even more abundantly. And how did he secure that new life for you? He came into your life, drove away the darkness, despised the power of darkness that were holding you in captivity, and gave you a brand new life that automatically that life has also become the light of other people. So he renewed you for you to be an instrument to renew somebody else. He illuminated your life for you to be an instrument illuminating the life of somebody else. He gave you the life in abundance for you to be a source of giving somebody the life in abundance through the true light. You know, the revelation goes deeper. John chapter number one made us understand that Jesus is the true light. But when he said you are the light, he did not say that you are the true light. There is something superior about the true light and the light, or to the light. The true light is the source of light, the completeness of light. Then the light takes its source from the true light. And that is why he said, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. The branches has no life on its own, except he hooked up. Without the vine, there is no branches. The branches will be where? Nothing. So, and my father is the husbandman that brought out that vine. And from me, which is the vine, are you the branches? And so he is the true light. So you cannot have the true light. You cannot have light. You cannot have any kind of illumination unless you hook up to the true light. There is no other true light. There is no other light. It doesn't matter what somebody is saying, what any religion is saying, what any philosopher is saying. There is no other form of illumination. There is no other. Because the devil is imitating the light. But none is the true light except Jesus Christ. And you are the one that is drawing power from the light that makes you who you are in the face of the earth. So with you drawing power from the true light, you are superior for everyone that manifests himself as light. Because they are all fake light. And so the Bible said that even the devil disguises himself as an angel of light, but it's not the angel of light. He just disguises himself to make himself feel like light, but he's full of darkness. But you are the light, taking your source from the true light that empowers you to have a life. Now that same life will give light to somebody else. And so he said, you should allow that light that is in you to shine before men, so that when they see the good works you are doing, they will turn to the true light and say, I give you glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This power to illuminate others or to lighten those in darkness and bring them out of darkness 
and bring them out of the enslavement of the power of darkness has been transferred from Jesus who is sitting at the right hand side of the Father and is no more in the face of the earth to you that is sitting looking at me this morning has been transferred to us as the light of the world has been empowered into us impacted into us to be the light of this world therefore like him in his own life is the light of men like him in his own life happens to be the light of men in you in your own life should be the light of men meaning that your life and i are not ordinary life my life is designed to give light unto other men your life is designed to give light unto other men this is a great thing which also carries great responsibility the consciousness of this makes us understand that I am created for a purpose and so I am not an ordinary person. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. I, Charles, you, Osir, you, Benson, you are the light of the world. You, you call your name, put your name there right hand on your chest and say I am the light of this world I am the light of this world the true light has made me a light for him you know how you became a light for him because when you shine your light they give glory to him. So, that makes you powerful. That you are the source of the illumination of the life of other people. You are the source of joy and peace and release and blessing of other people. Because when they are wallowing in ignorance and darkness, they are doomed to hell, they are doomed to destruction. And they remain in the realm of the natural and the, and the physical without hope of eternity. But we are the one that takes them out of the place the enemy has put them into the place that God has designed for them. And so with you and I, Men in darkness will find light and come out of the darkness of destruction into the internal light of the glory of God. So when you hear the lighted church, it simply means that we are a people who are lighted to light up others. We are a people who has been lighted to light up others. We have received light 
from the true light that makes us a light unto others. So when you say, I am a member of the Lighted Church, we are simply saying, the true light has lighted me so that I can light the life of somebody else. And that is who I am. I have a purpose on the face of the earth. I belong to a commission that lights up the world. I am proud of who I am and what Christ has made me to be. Because ultimately, as I begin to light up the life of man, all the glory will go to him. And so you are carrying light wherever you go. And the light that you are carrying shines in darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. They don't understand the kind of person you are. When you go, you bring that light. And it has to be a conscious thing. That is why he said, let your light shine. So when you go to a place, then you know you are carrying light. You have to allow that light to shine and the darkness will bow. The darkness cannot comprehend the power that you are carrying because that is power that dispasses darkness everywhere you find yourself. So you are not an ordinary being. You're a person of purpose and a person of power being lighted by the same true light that destroyed the power of darkness and took the key of the blessing of God's people from the hands of him that had controlled it before Jesus came into this world and handed over the key to us. So that what door we open will be opened and what door we shut can be shut. And he said, you can decree a thing by the power of the light and whatsoever you decree will come to pass because I've given you authority even to tread upon serpent, upon scorpion and every power of the enemy because you are not the light and nothing shall by any way hurt you. Listen, you cannot carry that intensity of light and be looking for somebody else to lighten your life. That means you're ignorant. That means you don't understand who you are. You don't even know yourself because the person you want to meet might be wallowing in darkness without even knowing it. We need to be highly discerning for us to know who is in the light and who is not in the light. The Bible said that it's not everyone that calls the name of the Lord actually belongs to him. He said, God knows those that actually belong to him. So don't be fooled. I prayed to God many years of my life to give me discernment. So when I see a devil incarnate that carries a name or a title that looks at the title of the church, a bishop, a pastor, a deacon, an evangelist, a Christian worker, God will open my eyes to know that there is something wrong about this person. No, it doesn't belong to me. I'm not talking about somebody that is not born again. I'm talking about somebody that is working with the powers of darkness. God has given me that gift. So when you say, I am a bishop, I look at you, and I say in my mind, you're a bishop for the devil. Many years ago, my wife and I came to Akonwajo Roundabout, and she saw a bishop that somehow she has related with the wife, the wife from her place. And they had interacted as sisters and all that. And uh, she was saying, ah, you need to meet the husband, the bishop. And the wife was saying, ah, your husband needs to meet my husband, the bishop. 
And even before knowing me, the bishop was already trying to see how he can come to a church to minister. And even before me meeting him, I know that that same bishop has ministered in two of my friends' churches. One in London, one in Nigeria. And so to me, it would be, oh, a family, no problem. The wife is from her place and um, my wife know her very well and they have been relating and this man has um, some relationship with some people that are kind of related to me. So when we saw him at the roundabout, we came down from the car parked and for me to be introduced to this bishop. And immediately I saw him, the spirit of God said to me, this is a devil. It was a big problem for me to extend my hand even to shake him. And immediately we entered the car, I told my wife, this man is a devil. Well, it was difficult for her to understand. Long story short, after this series of the manifestation of demonic, um, you know, activities and all that, it became very clear. The wife came to church one day there. She knelt down before me there in worship. I don't know whether you can recall. She had driven her away. In fact, the wife wouldn't want to see this man in her life anymore, in life. Because even when she was also there, she was patronizing the demonic thing. I'm so sorry to say, but of course she's totally delivered and now in the true light of God. But if you hear the story of this man, demonic thing, <laughs> I don't need to bother to tell you. But immediately I saw him, I said to my wife, he said, demon. And she went and told the wife and said, the way my husband is saying, it's like there's something about he doesn't want him to come to the church. And the man said, why doesn't he want me to come to the church? He said, I don't know. He doesn't want you to come to his church. So you can answer whatever name. You can answer whatever title. It doesn't mean that you are the light. It's not everyone that is in church that is the light of the world. So my instrument of the devil carrying darkness to destroy the people that are in the church that God is grooming to become light. But I tell you, when you mature enough to know who you are, no matter the darkness that comes, you will defeat the darkness. And that is why you need to talk about the knowledge which we are going to talk about by next Sunday so that you get empowered and so you cannot be easily deceived by every wind of doctrine that is even brought by the kingdom of darkness to affect the church of the end time. And so when you know who you are, nobody bamboozles you with anything called scripture or anything called title or anything called anything. Because you know who you are, you know what God has made you to be, and you have received the true spirit that have actually imparted into you the light to be the light of the world. So when darkness comes, the darkness bows before your light and the darkness cannot comprehend it. There's so much about this. I trust God to give us grace today to understand as much as he would like us to. Apart from you introducing someone or leading someone 
to the true light, Jesus, your life story, your life testimony is equally designed and programmed to be a way other people will know that there is God. And so, will use your life to come out of their darkness into the light of God. That is what God has made us to be. I want to spend some time to explain it. Because Jesus was the light. And he needed to have his light shine. He had some terrible encounter with the powers of darkness. And of course, he went through all the challenges of the cross till he was crucified and they went to hell. And in the third day, he resurrected and all the powers now came back to him that he began to give to us. And through the Bible says that when Jesus has set the captive free and given illumination to men, when he defeated death, the powers of Satan and darkness, every kneel must now bow and every tongue must now confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he went and he's sitting at the right hand side of his father. I'm taking some scriptures and putting them together to paint a picture of the victory that Jesus Christ got on the cross of Calvary where he was tested as trying to become the light that he manifested at the end of the day. And that light defeated darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. The wisdom of God made it possible for Jesus to go through what he went through because he needed to shine his light and he needed to tell the power of darkness, you don't have the power to operate in the life of men. I do have the power. And so when that power was actually gotten, he transferred it to us, even for us to be the light of the world. And so what he could allow us to go through can also be an instrument of people knowing how powerful God is so that they can glorify him. And this is so apt for this year's promise to us. And I want to spend a few minutes to minister to you with that. Haven't gotten the revelation we have gotten thus far. From your light, the glory of the Lord will be revealed, isn't it? Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. When your father is glorified, it simply means that your life has glorified your father. And he has the glory. So from your light, the glory of the Lord will be revealed. But you know, that light normally comes after darkness. We have been bought and brought into the light. But there is a series of the manifestation of the power of light that has to take us through some experiences of life that will enable the light of God to see shine upon us. And by the time we now get out of it, people will see the light of God in our lives 
and they will say, oh, there is real God in the face of the earth. I will get deeper. The light comes after darkness. Therefore, in your dark hours of life, God was walking his glory. And when he turns your darkness into light, the power of the light in you, based on the change that you experience, will reveal the glory of light, which is the glory of God. So what God does is that he uses us as an instrument to reveal his glory, to show how powerful he is. And allow certain things to happen to us and people say, but wait a minute, is he not a Christian? Why is it? Why is this? Why is that? And God said, don't worry. I am taking you through a trial of your faith because you believe you are the light, isn't it? I am taking you through an experience because when I'm done with you, this thing you are going through, which I regard as temporal, will work to you the ultimate high level of glory that will reveal me. So just play it along with me and let's see how it's going to end. Then you are now walking with God. And he said, when you pass through the fire, because you are the light, I will be with you. When you pass through the water, I will not allow that water to overflow you. When you are passing through the, 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 the fire situation, I won't even allow the flame to kindle against you. I will take you all through. Then by the time you are out of it, that men will see and know that the same God that called him into light saw him through the challenges of life and brought him again to be the light that is meant to be. And people will turn to God and say, you are such an awesome God. You mean that this man or this woman went through all this and has become this? And that is a demonstration of how God's glory is being revealed. Therefore, in your dark hours, God is working out his glory. Your areas of challenges, God is working out his glory. And when he turns your darkness into the light, the power of light in you will reveal his glory. You know that the darker the night, the more glorious the effect of light. When the night is dark and you introduce light, then you will see how glorious the power of light is. Because somehow, wherever you introduce light, the darkness will disperse. This is why I am rejoicing for those of you who have passed or may still be passing through tough times. Because when the Lord turns your captivity this year and your life is transformed, the glory of God will be marvelously revealed and men we see. Men we see where you are coming from. And men we see where you are landing this year. And they will turn to God and say, God, you are so powerful. You are so wonderful. I believe I'm talking to somebody in the house today. I don't know who I'm talking to. Just like Abraham... When God called Abraham initially, he had, he's called him to be a light. He's called him to showcase his power and his glory. And Abraham obeyed him. But God did not start showcasing his power and glory. He had to take him through the trial of his faith. 
And it looks like the one that was called was being punished by the one that called him. And Abraham went through all that. Till the final one of when he decided to sacrifice his son ultimately. Just because God asked him to do that. And at the end of the day, God said, no, 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 I'm done with you right now. In blessing, I will not bless you. In multiplying, I multiply that seed. And I will showcase you. I am going to give you such a blessing that the world cannot comprehend. And you will be a source of blessing to the world. So God allowed him to go through the trials of his faith. Trials of barrenness. Trials of uh, all manners of situation in life that was not looking as if God had actually called him to anything. But when he triumphed through that, the light of God so shined upon Abraham that everybody is not tapping the grace from the power that God put in Abraham. And so it happened in Isaac's life, it happens in Jacob's life, it happens in Joseph's life, it happens in David's life, it happens in Jephthah's life, and Elizabeth's life, and Hannah's life, and Rahab's life, and Peter, Paul, and all the people God worked with. Check their lives. At a particular point in time, it looks like their life dipped. God is trying to take them from the valleys of life to the mountaintop. So that he can use them to advertise his power and his glory. So that he can show the world what he can do in the life of human beings. So he can be able to showcase his ability to change situations. So in their life, they had issues that look as if God was not with them. But when God finished with them, the glory of God was revealed in the life of those people. And it became an instrument where people follow to God. The Bible said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And watch how I dealt with them and I walked with them. And so Jesus had similar experience. And of course, in his victory, he gave us victory. And his victory, he gave us opportunity to be tried. And he gave us opportunity to be triumphant. And he gave us opportunity to shine the light of God upon the world. Praise the Lord. I want to let you know that your own testimonies of your trials is designed to show how powerful God is, how glorious God is, and what God can do in the face of the earth. He can only use his people. He can't use the people that is in the other side. He can only use his people to show his glory. And for him to use his people, they have to go through certain things so that he can be able to define himself before somebody else. So for you to be the light of the world and the one that people will see and know that there is God, he has to use you because you belong to him. But hold on why he's using you because in the process of using you, he's working out the glory that is going to be revealed to the world. He's not punishing you. He's just allowing you to manifest his fullness. Now listen to me because I'm going to close now and we'll continue this next week. I want you to listen to me as I prophesy to you this morning that your testimony is already right for the glory of God. I say your testimony is already right for the glory of God. The glory of God is about to be revealed through you. People are about to start seeing God through you. You are the light of the world. And through your light, people will see God and glorify him people will soon begin to read about your story to know God 
They will read about your testimony to know God. People will soon begin to study you to know God. There is a good news I have for somebody here today. People will soon begin to follow you to your God and to your church. People will begin to follow you to your God and to the lighted church. Because that is where the light shines upon people. In the name of Jesus. By the church vision. In this church, you are destined to be champions. But beyond being champions, you are also destined to be coaches to the world. Coaches are champion makers. You have been designed to be makers of other people's championship. So when you are blessed and your life becomes a blessing to others, you become a source that God used to bless others. So you are not just blessed, you become an instrument of blessing. So you are not just a champion, you become a coach to others to know God. That is your destiny. You know, many persons are satisfied by being champions. But for you, the reason God made you to be a champion is because he wants you to be a coach. Out of you, he has designed for you to reach the world for him. It is not all about champions. It is so much about the purpose of God upon your life to be a coach. So that in your light, in your brightness, in your rising, in your blessing, people stand to be blessed. That is your calling. That is your portion. That is the will of God for you. In the name of Jesus. Listen to me. People are waiting for you to manifest. In the realm of the spirit, they are waiting for you to manifest. In the name of Jesus, they are waiting for you to manifest. People are waiting for you to light up their lives. Like this week's promise that you know very well. The Bible said we shall arise and shine for our light is come and the glory of God is risen upon us. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon us and his what? And his glory. And his what? And his what? And his what? Shall be what? When the glory of God is seen upon you, that means the glory of God is revealed through you. And the kings and the people shall come to your horizon and they will now come to glorify your God. They will march from east, west, north and south. They will march from every nook and crony of the city of Lagos. They will march from every nook and crony of this country to begin to locate you, to begin to locate your God, to begin to locate your church. In the name of Jesus. You must understand that the things that you have gone through are like training that brings out the champions in you. And this is what the Lord is using to raise you up from the ordinary so that you can become champion and coach for him. Do you know that the most of the things that you seem to be going through that is pain in your heart, God's hands might be in it. 
because of the glory that he wants to reveal. So I want to advise you this morning as you receive this prophetic word. Count it all joy that you pass through all manners of afflictions and challenges that you passed through 2018. Because this year, 2019, his glory is about to be revealed in you. The shame you went through is about to turn to your double honors. The frustration and the pain you went through is about to turn to your promotion. In the name of Jesus. Do you now see how your light will shine? The world is waiting for your light to shine this year. This year, God's glory is about to be revealed in his fullness to you. And your friends will see it. Your neighbors will see it. Your colleagues will see it. Even your enemies will run to God because of you. In the name of Jesus, I decree that this year, champions are coming out from this church. Coaches are coming out from this ministry. The glory of the Lord will be seen upon you. And through your glory, men will turn to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want everybody to stand to their feet as I say this thing as a way of emphasis. God has made you to be the light of the world. Jesus has made you to be the light of the world. Because Jesus, who said you are the light of the world, is the true light of the world. And how can you shine your light in this world without people seeing the glory of God upon you? If you really, really want to shine your light in this world, yes, your mind will be made up to shine your light. But I believe you are going to be empowered to shine your light. There are extra powers and grace that will make you to walk into a place and somebody said the glory of God is here. The greatness of God is here. It's not going to be by the fragments of men's imagination. It's not just going to be by the carrying of the anointing that you are going with. It's going to be seen by the glory of God that they will see in your life. By the car you parked. By the dress you wear. By the place you live, by what you own, by what you are doing, by the life you are touching, the souls you are saving, those you are giving scholarship, those you are giving salvation, those you are giving blessing, those you are reaching out, the poor that you are helping, the oppressed that you are delivering, the thing that you are doing all over the globe that money can do, not just prayer. Not just the anointing, but the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Where you take over the philanthropy of this world. Where you will see the power of darkness begin to get weakened because of your presence. When you come in a place and you pronounce blessing to God's people. And they will raise up your hand and say, God visited us today. When you go to a church and you say, what's the problem of this church? They say, five million naira. And they say, I give you ten million today. I don't know who I'm talking to. You are not going to remain where you are now. The light of God is going to shine through you. The Lord will empower you with money. The Lord will empower you with power. 
He will empower you with grace. He will empower you with anointing. He will empower you with testimony. You that lack before you begin to have. You that had no husband will begin to have a husband who is a billionaire. You that had no child will begin to have a Samuel of your generation. The Lord is going to distinguish you among the people. That is where the illumination comes so much that the world will see your good works and they will glorify your Father who is in heaven. Raise up your two hands in total surrender. Father, I thank you for this understanding of who we are as a church. We are not ordinary people. We are a special breed of people made for a purpose, made to shine the light of God in this world, meant to be a blessing to a generation, meant to set the captive free and deliver your praise, meant to have the blessings of God that make rich and not add any sorrow to it, that we might turn transfer this blessing in the life of people that they will know you as the true God. They will honor you as the true God. Helping those that are in problems. Delivering them from the hands of the enemy. Taking them out of the darknesses of this world and going to bring them to the place of the marvelous light of God. Where they in turn will become the light of the world. Father, we know we have a purpose and we say to you, Lord God Almighty this year, begin to empower us and equip us to fall and get into that purpose that you have made us to be. To fall into that place that you want us to be. To fall into that arena that you want us to be. And not to be outside of your will for us. For in blessing you will bless us. In multiplying you will multiply us. In promotion you will promote us. In healing you will heal us. In deliverance you will deliver us. Ah yes, in blessing men will call us blessed. Even though that are blessed, we call us blessed because we are carrying the blessing of God that supersedes every other blessing. Receive grace this morning. As the light of God, receive grace this morning. As the light of the world, receive grace this morning. Receive grace to be what God wants you to be. And so shall it be. In Jesus' name we pray. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information on the Light of Church, visit tlc.net.ng or follow the Light of Church on Instagram and Facebook. God bless you.